Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough. And this is Cooking with Bruce and Mark. It is. And usually we cook through recipes in real time in, on this podcast. It's kind of crazy. You just have to see the craziness of microphones in the middle of the kitchen and all that stuff. But we're not actually doing that today because we want to talk about something that's actually quite near and dear to us at this point. It's uh, recipes we're doing for a brand new book. It's all-time favorite sheet cakes and slab pies. Yum. And I've already gone up two pants. <laughs> sizes in the recipe testing for this book we had this idea i've had this idea for a long time and i uh i'm from the south bruce is of course from the venerable and inveterate new york but i am from the more laid-back south shall we say i didn't know what a sheet cake was and i grew up with sheet cakes of course everybody knows about the the quote unquote texas sheet cake at least everybody where i'm from which is the kind of chocolate cinnamon cake it's often got cinnamon and chocolate chocolate frosting with the chocolatey gushy not ganache but the chocolatey you hope it's butter Mm -hmm. frosting that's going on top of it and that's one kind of sheet cake. But I've been wanting to write this book for a long time. And a while ago, our editor at St. Martin's was uh, very interested in the idea of sheet cakes and slab pies. And so it's finally happening. So let's talk for a minute. And what we're going to do today is just kind of talk about the book. And then next week, we're actually going to preview one of the recipes in the book, which is kind of a crazy thing that is we we haven't released any of these recipes to a soul yet. So next week, we're going to actually release a recipe. But let's talk about what is a sheet cake? Well, let's start with it's a cake baked in a sheet pan. So let's right. start about what's a sheet pan. Uh, that's Okay. What Bruce is about to say is this was a dominant struggle for us for a couple months. So really, honestly, in writing the book, we have struggled with this. And now the book is basically written and in the editorial process. So why don't you talk about it? I mean, a typical restaurant baking pan, what they would call a sheet pan, is actually 11 by 17. Right. And I have a ton of those. And we started baking cakes in them. But then we said, wait a second. Most people don't have this. A lot of people have jelly roll pans. But... Those are 15 by 10 inches. Right. When I grew up, when I was a kid and people would make, uh, you know, my relatives would make, when they weren't celebrating their Civil War kin, when they would make um, sheet cakes, they would make them in what they called cookie sheets, which were not necessarily what I would actually call a cookie sheet, but they were still these lipped baking right. trays. Lately, it seems like there's a lot of sheet cakes made in 9 by 13 inch baking dishes, casserole dishes, and we actually decided that was not going to be us because it was too much cake. So we decided to make everything in a 18 by 13. But Why don't you talk everything about that is baked edge to edge. Yeah. We decided we're not just using this pan like to bake cookies or to do stuff like that or to put rolls on. Everything is either a batter that gets spread out or it is, we do some things with phyllo dough and puff pastry, and they fit edge to edge, corner to corner in there. Right. So this whole corner to corner baking, edge to edge, as Bruce says, is kind of the point of our new book. And again, it's all about the 13 by 18 inch baking pan, which is the the standard half hotel sheet pan in in, in more professional parlance. But it's it's crucial. These things that we made are not for jelly roll pans, which no. are ten by fifteen, and they're not for the maybe the traditional sheet pan that some people have. This is for and this is for one kind of pan. And you know what? It was really funny because we have what there are sixty sheet cakes in this book crazy sheet cakes some of them there's 60 of them but we decided that we couldn't write a book where this one was in a 9 by 13 and this was in the jelly roll and this was in a 
We wanted to make it uniform across the board. That everything was in the same size. Yeah, let me say that that I've been taking these sheet cakes to book groups. I lead a lot of book groups at local libraries and that kind of thing. And I've been taking them for about six months. And they serve a crowd. They don't serve a crowd. I could easily cut one into 40 pieces. Right. And those are smaller pieces, but even easily 24 generous yes, pieces sure. of cake out of this thing. And I think that the whole point of these kind of big cakes are picnics, deck parties, family reunions, where you want a, a lot of cake. You want a lot of sugar going on and a lot of cake. When we first were doing it and we were first writing the recipes and Bruce was developing them – we would say, you know, you have to butter and flour the inside of an 18, a 13 by 18 inch pan. And I should stop. I always write, as the writer, I always write butter the inside of the 13 by 18 <laughs> well, inch pan. Well, the outside gets slippery if you butter the outside. Because, yeah, we've actually heard that in our <laughs> life. So um, I always try to be really specific. So, you know, you butter. And Bruce was saying to me that these things, you know, these giant 18 by 13 inch pans, I mean, they can't take half a stick of butter oh, at least some to butter the more. inside of yep. them. But... Okay, I want to talk about the other part of the book. Okay, so that's sheet cakes. Slab pies. I love slab pies, and they are so my childhood. They're so old-fashioned. And a lot of old bakeries you would go into the South when I was a kid, when I was coming up, a lot of these bakeries you'd go into, they'd have these slab pies. They were to sell it by the pound? No. Well, it's yeah, probably. No, they'd sell it by the slice, though. No, they she, weigh you, and how many uh, pounds you are is what you get charged. But they would, you know, cut slabs out of yeah. them and serve them that way and they were just such they're such a great family reunion deck food keep coming back to it picnic (laughs) food kind of thing saturday night snowstorm yeah break up break up you alone in front of the tv oh you and an 18 by 13 (laughs) blueberry crumb top high think about it think about it (laughs) and there will come a moment in which your liver will literally leap out of your mouth (laughs) Um, (laughs) and not allow any more to happen your pancreas will leap out of your mouth um yeah and but there are more than that we actually included some odd things in there like i wanted to talk about the giant pop tarts because those are crazy well the giant pop tart is amazing you make that big 18 by 13 pie crust you spread it with the best jam you can comfortably afford to buy or make your own. Then you cover it with a top crust, <laughs> seal it, bake <laughs> it, pour on a lovely white vanilla glaze and lots of sprinkles. Wow, that's crazy. And one of my favorite things that are in the book, because we have a chapter of basically, um, we call them curiosities, that like this, that are things that are not necessarily sheet cakes nor slab pies, but they're made in that same pan. And it's not a large chapter, but it was just some fun things that we came up with. And Bruce made this one thing that was essentially a Sheet d'aquoise. Why don't you say what a d'aquoise oh, is? Oh, a d'aquoise is a French pastry that is a, it's like a cake. And each layer of the cake is made of a hazelnut meringue. And mm. in between the layers of the meringue are chocolate buttercream. Mm. Well, that might be how some people, in this case, this is a giant slab. It's a giant slab, slab of hazelnut meringue <laughs> covered. Baked until it's super crunchy. And it's covered with a super thick, super rich Chocolate buttercream. Yeah, and in that case, we allowed um, a true French buttercream to slip into the book. And you know, I don't know if you know this or not. When we can talk more about this later, but American buttercreams tend to be the butter and confectioner sugar beaten together until you know it's an icing and yada yada. And that's the standard American buttercream. But it's you, slightly grainy. It's it can be thick and chewy almost. Yeah. Why don't you say something about what a but French a buttercream? True French buttercream has no powdered sugar in it at all. No. 
You have egg yolks, which you beat, and you beat a cooked sugar syrup into them. Right. So you boil sugar till it's hot and bubbling, and then you beat it into the egg yolks. And the egg in yolks a slow, cook, slow, steady stream. And the egg yolks thicken, and they become almost a custard in a way, and they get triple in volume. And then when you have this super thick Zabayoni French egg sweet mixture... Then you beat a pound of softened butter into uh, it. Uh, yeah. And it's silky and it's smooth. And, and then, you literally have to, to make this thing stabilize, you have to beat the butter in in one tablespoon yep. increments. Yep. It otherwise takes, it'll break. Yep, otherwise it breaks. And you have to make sure that we'll talk more about this later, but you have to make sure everything is super room temperature. Because you're basically, you are emulsifying that butter into that sweetened egg yolk mixture. Oh. And after it's all oh. beaten in, that's when the flavoring goes in. Oh. And these French buttercreams that I make with a pound of butter and two or three eggs can handle up to a quarter cup of additional flavoring. And that could be creme de cassis uh, or Grand Marnier. Uh, and if I use Grand Marnier, I'll probably use a little orange extract too. That's you could my even favorite put in, birthday cake is an orange layer cake with true French orange uh, buttercream made with, I like it with Cointreau. Yeah, melted, oh. even melted dark, dark chocolate works really well in there. So that's a true French buttercream. It goes on the hazelnut meringue in the book. Yep. And we even have slab danishes in the book, which are made oh. with puff pastry. You roll out frozen puff pastry till it's the size of this 18 by 13 pan, and then you fill it with goat cheese with, Got a with chocolate on it. Goat cheese danish. Goat cheese and chocolate danish. <laughs> Holy cow. We also run an insulin concession <laughs> on the side. Let's These- not forget, we have the longest running column on WeightWatchers.com. <laughs> So we feed people out of sheet cakes and into Weight Watchers and out of Weight Watchers and back but to sheet cakes. What Oprah would tell you is oh. you can she look, she says she eats bread every day and she's uh, on Weight Watchers. She does. You can eat sheet cakes every day. Yeah, probably. Now you have to account for them and whatever and points you else. get. Well, you get what points you but get. I you think can choose to eat them in sheet cakes. What I'm most excited about this book is that it is so perfect for celebrations, for birthdays, for holidays. Oh, there's this great recipe in the book for a a sheet pumpkin pie. So at the holidays, you can make this whole giant pumpkin pie over a crust. It's got a meringue on it, actually. So you imagine filling a meringue mm. out across a sheet pan and then baking it. It's a great way to serve lots of people to make a real true celebration at what you're doing. And let's not forget cheesecakes because oh. we have a whole section we do. of cheesecakes. We have ricotta cheesecakes. We, we have do. cream cheese cheesecakes. No baked cheesecakes. We even have no baked cheesecakes where you put a uh, graham cracker crust in it. And, and pour the mixture. And what was amazing to me about those sheet cheesecakes is that uh, because they're thin, you know, the sheet pan and those one-inch sides, they have much less tendency to crack than the right. thicker, spring-formy kind right. of cheesecakes, which tend to crack and right across the And they bake so much faster, too. I think well, my favorite cheesecake in there has a chocolate Oreo cookie crust. And then the cheesecake gets topped with a raspberry glaze. So we talked a lot about this book, and I should tell you right now, although we've blathered on and on, this thing isn't actually published till October, right? October. October. It's not actually out till October, but we're very excited about it, and we would like to preview a couple of recipes on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. So, so next week, I think we're going to do a cinnamon roll sheet cake. I know it's a, it's cinnamon rolls. It's no yeast. And it's basically cinnamon rolls in sheet cake form. It's a cake that looks like cinnamon <laughs> rolls and tastes like cinnamon rolls, but it's not a dough. It's a batter. It is and a, it's a cake. It is a batter. And it's, you, uh, well, we'll talk about it next week. And it, it kind of comes out like you're eating a cinnamon roll, but you're eating a cake. It's, Yum. 
insane. So um, we're very excited. You can tell about all time favorite sheet cakes and slab pies. So keep listening in. You'll get some great recipes from this book. And you can check our website for those recipes and photographs. Hey, do you think there's any way that on down the line we could start running some giveaways for some sheet pans? I bet there is, right? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I will <laughs> speak to my friends at OXO. Ah. And I'm sure that we will be able to do some lovely sheet pan giveaways. Oh, that would be so fabulous if you could give some sheet pans away in celebration of this book, which won't be out until October, of all-time favorite sheet cakes and slam pies. Well, that's how it's going to go. So next week, we're actually be cooking right next week we're cooking again on cooking with bruce and mark so tune in on friday and you will get a cinnamon roll sheet cake recipe